Hey everybody, this is Patrick Cacciatore with No Struggle, No Story. We are happy to bring you episode four of the podcast with Big 12 Freshman of the Year, top 50 ITA singles player and top 10 ITA doubles player and the number one singles player for the University of Oklahoma men's tennis team, uh, Jake Van Emberk. Thanks so much for coming on today, Jake. Yeah, I'm excited to be on. You know, I uh, want to help in any way that I can and there's a lot of, you know, adversity that I think, you know, goes untold through each athlete, you know, so I mean, it'll be, it'll be great to, you know, connect and, you know, get to hear the rest of your podcast. And I'm glad that I get to be a part of it for sure. Yeah, thank you so much. So, so on No Struggle, No Story, we put a huge emphasis on talking with the most successful athletes in the world. And talking about the adversities and struggles they faced and how they've used these adversities in tough times to improve themselves, not only as athletes, but also as people and help them learn from these experiences and really come out better people and eventually better athletes on the end. So yeah, I've uh, grown up with Jake for the past couple of years and really been able to see, you know, his work ethic and, what he puts into the sport and I know how much he cares about this and I think what's really interesting about his story is Jake had such a successful first two years at Oklahoma and then was hit with something that I think a lot of people and athletes in general can relate to which is a really tough wrist injury that he's still coping with um, today but I think what has really been interesting about Jake's story is the way he's been able to cope with it and the way he's been able to look at life uh, throughout it and kind of some of the gratitude he shows towards certain aspects of his life that I'm super excited to hear him talk about. So, I mean, Jake, if you want to go through maybe your start at Oklahoma, how everything went, how you were feeling, and then what you've been dealing with the last year or so. Um, so actually starting at Oklahoma, I was off a of back injury. Um, okay. Yeah, I hurt my back like – end of junior year at IMG before I went to school and then um, got over that like toward the end of the year Kalamazoo time um, like kind of right before school and then going into freshman year like I was good healthy you know I was big 12 freshman of the year lost like three or four matches playing two three four started at four um, at the beginning of the year but ended at two three Um, so I mean that was definitely a good effort as a freshman Um, but then, you know, come sophomore year, like I'd say about halfway in through the regular season, my wrist started really bothering me and, you know, I did the whole steroid shots, x-rays, MRIs, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of like, since then I haven't been able to like kick it, you know, and then going into that summer after that season, like I played the whole season injured, um, wrist taped up, like really didn't have, you know, my full my full range, I guess. Being able to play full potential, really. Right, right. I mean, I was playing good enough to win a lot of them, you know, but like still though, it was tough. So, um, and then kind of going into the summer, I took some time off. I played that pro tournament at the beginning of the summer in Norman that, you know, I was luckily, luckily enough to get in because my coach hosted it and I beat a guy that was like 300 ATP first round, one seed, played well, quartered, and the wrist was like, hurting again so so I took some time off during the summer last year probably not enough time off um it was actually just when you and I went to the keys that was like the only time I took off last year yeah and then we came back in for the fall and I had like a great three first three weeks of practice like my wrist was fine 
and then like three weeks into the fall like boom pain again like mm, everywhere absolutely. so i toughed it out for like a lot of the fall and then um most of the season i was just like some weeks i didn't practice like more than you know an hour a day and then some weeks i would practice every other day it was like i was going as managed you know with the pain because i couldn't stop and i couldn't like play full so i was like okay i have to go like so doing the most that you can with the injury. Right. So like, say we had a match on like Saturday or something, then I would hit, you know, Monday, take Tuesday off, hit Wednesday, take Thursday off, or, you know, we'll go take Monday off and then go four days in a row or something like that. But I couldn't get like my full training that I needed to, needed to be, you know, as a, a number one tennis player, you Absolutely. know, and like, I still played decent enough to win, some of those matches this last year, you know, like, um, but I mean, it just made it tough because you deal with that every day and it's like, well, you can ice it and you can do this and that, but there's really not much else you can do, you know? So, so, so yeah, I mean, if you're dealing, it's basically this kind of, it's been this seesaw for the past right, year and a half. Exactly, so exactly, kind of right. good at times, but bad at times as well. Right. Really yeah, I mean, struggling to kind of get any consistency with it. Right. Yeah. And really so hard. when you're, um, when you're dealing with this injury, right? And I think, you know, like many adversities in, in your life, you know, you it's going to be good some days and it's going to be really bad other days. Right. So. But, you know, the biggest thing I think is kind of maintaining belief in yourself and maintaining confidence. And I think uh, the viewers would be super interested to hear how are you able to cope with not playing sometimes, realizing that you're not going to be able to play your best every day and kind of just understanding that it's a tough time, but how are you still able to maintain that belief and that confidence in yourself well, to achieve what you want? Some of that belief, especially, you know, like when you, when you're not confident in your own wrist to like be able to hit the ball, you way the way you want to hit it. Like you constantly think about it when you're hitting, obviously like mm -hmm. tennis players, I'm sure, you know, whoever's listening has had a wrist injury before, maybe not the exact same, maybe not as bad, maybe, maybe worse. I don't know. But, I mean, you're always going to lose a little bit of belief and confidence if you're playing with something that's like, you know, an ailment. Okay. Right? So, I mean, if you're playing with an injury, you're going to be thinking about it. It's going to be in your head and you're going to your focus. It's so hard to keep your focus on the court and not on the pain that you're having and making excuses. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So like my big thing was never show that you're hurting. Like I wore a sweatband over the tape on the wrist so that did, nobody knew it was there. Like I wouldn't you know, bitch about it in matches and, you know, Absolutely. complain and whatever. But the biggest thing for me was like, you know, I would just walk out there and be like, okay, I've done this a million times, mm -hmm. you know, wrist hurting or not. Yeah. Like I've done you, this a you're million a tennis times. Player. I've hit a million balls. You know, I know where to hit the ball. I know how to play tennis. It's just like, you just go and do it. You yeah. Know? So basically, I mean, it sounds like the biggest focus is just you understand that you're going to just do the best that you can and you right, have this arsenal right, exactly. and you have, like, this, um, you have this record, you know, you've done things in the past that right. you know, you're, able, you're able to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, as a tennis player. And I mean, I did that last year and it only made things worse because, you know, I wanted to be top 10 in the country, but I'm also playing like at 50%, you know? Absolutely. So it was like, it really was hard for me. Games. It was hard for me mentally to be okay with being 50, 60 in the country because I'm hurt 
like I still like I wasn't okay with it, you know, and it's still like it still hurt me. It's something to touch. Just something just very to tough to deal mind. with mentally. Like I couldn't just be like, "Oh, my wrist hurts. It's cool. That's why I lost." You know, yeah. like I still felt like I should win every fucking match. Exactly. You know, so 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 I mean, when you're dealing with this and you know that it's just maybe something you're not capable of doing right now with right. what you're dealing with. Right. Maybe what are ways that you're able to stay positive and like, what are way like ways or I guess mechanisms that you use to cope with it and maybe kind of keep yourself happy and like looking at life the right way. Because I think a lot of people would say that, you know, tennis is a huge part of our lives and a huge, and every single athlete in the world, it's a huge part, like their sport is a massive part of their life. But at times like you're dealing with, you know, recurringly right now, you have the sport almost taken away from you at a time. Right. So right. what well, I mean, do you do it, to understand your worth, I guess? Yeah. I mean, it even get, it got to the point where like, you know, I can't lift in the gym. I can't grip weights. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't just affect the tennis side. Like then it affects, you know, in the gym too. So then it's like, it's all over the place. So, you know, I think one thing, remind me of your question again, what you wanted me to answer. Um, yeah. How were you able to kind of continue to stay positive and enjoy your oh, life? Right, right, because right. many, many people like really struggle with the, with losing their sport and losing what they love at times. And so right. I think that can be something really tough to deal with. So maybe, you know, discuss how you're able to enjoy life still and still able to, um, I guess, just understand your self-worth. It doesn't only come from tennis. Right. Well, I mean, luckily, like, in the past few weeks, I've gotten to get out on the court more often and like, it's feeling better. And I'm feeling like I'm hopefully on the mend, you know, um, you know, not rushing into anything, but I mean, I think the biggest part about it is you can either look at it like, wow, this has been taken away from me. And you know, this is who I am. Or you can look at it like I need to stop taking this for granted because when I don't have it and like, I'm not out there practicing, I feel like a piece of shit, you know, yeah. like I'm lazy and, you know, I'm missing Absolutely. something from myself. Right. Absolutely. So it makes you really cherish when the periods of time, whether it's six months or two years when you're not injured and you can really take advantage of your own strength and your body and like really improve, you know, and That's it really cool. makes you kind of appreciate it and being able to improve and having that opportunity because just like that, you can get an injury, a wrist, back, whatever it is, car accident, and, you know, it's gone for who knows how long, right? So, yeah. I mean, you can look at it like, wow, you know, I'm injured. This has been taken away from me. But you can also look at it like I need to get back to where I need to be so that I can, you know, start training again and not take that for granted. Yeah, and also, now I know, also now I know what it feels like. To, uh, yeah, also you've been blessed to really get have the opportunity that you've had, I would say. Right. You know, like I mean, many people uh, – you know, it's, it, it is a blessing to be able to play our sport and it's it a blessing is. to be able to, you know, meet the people that we're able to meet through our sport and develop right. relationships and stuff. And so if you don't mind going into it, obviously, obviously, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, you have this injury and you were talking about some people don't get that opportunity, but you obviously have a brother who's an incredible athlete, uh, a mm -hmm. Paralympic table tennis player, right? Number nine in the world, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, number nine in the world, and so yeah. you know he's somebody oh, that Olympics in yeah. Uh, Tokyo. Yeah, and so he's somebody that I admire greatly because yeah. obviously he's yeah. paralyzed from the waist down, um, yeah. and chest, he chest down. Yeah, ch chest down, and so he 
is somebody that I have never seen make a complaint about anything like that in his life. And he's somebody that absolutely, I think is very grateful for everything that he has and, you know, makes the most of his situation. And so maybe you could talk about just, you know, experiencing that and being around um, him your entire life and like what that's been to see somebody who is, you know, makes, does such a great job with their situation and how that, I guess, helps you, you know, when you're going through these tough times. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely puts things in perspective, you know, like Absolutely. I'm sitting here worrying about, you know, a wrist injury and going to be out for a few months. And, you know, he's, I mean, he's got his whole other thing and he's always has a smile and he's always, there's never an excuse. And, you know, he puts his hours in on the table tennis table and it's okay. like, he's had his injuries with wrist problems and stuff like that playing. So like I've watched him go through it too. And, you know, obviously he's younger and I've been dealing with injuries since I was 12, you know, Absolutely. and we've been dealing with injuries since we were little kids because of this sport. So it's like, you know, it's nothing we aren't used to, you know what I mean? But, you know, come overcoming adversity is one thing, but overcoming what my little brother has overcome in life is, I mean, that's like a mountain, right? So you have adversity and then you have, you know, the shit that he's getting in his life, you know, from spinal surgeries to almost dying because of infection to, I mean, I could go on. Incredible story. Breaking his legs and, you know, he doesn't feel it. And it's like, you don't even know. And then it's as big as, as two of his legs. It's like, you know, the, just, you know, his daily life is adversity, you know, getting out of bed is adversity. So it's like, for me, it puts all that little shit like a wrist and, uh, you know, a, a wrecked car, you know, someone backed into my car the other week and it's like, you know, nobody's hurt. It's a car. It'll get fixed. You know, like it's just watching yeah, him, seeing him succeed through everything that he's had thrown at him. I have no excuse to, to back down from what I have, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, really he's kind of been since, I mean, I was little, my sole inspiration. A lot of it was my dad too, but I mean, mostly him and just his situation has, you know, made me want to be better because he's, he's never had an excuse to watch it. I think that's, I think that's an amazing point. And yeah, I've been blessed to be able to see him, you know, and be around him and be around your family, family, you know, you have an incredible family and yeah, really special people period. And I think that also goes, I know you're talking about, you know, him and your dad being your sole inspiration and being ways that you're able to put this adversity into perspective, right? I think a lot of people in the world take this adversity and take these things, you know, everyone struggles mentally. Everyone well, I mean, struggles. it's easy to quit, Pat, you know, it's easy to quit and just be like, you know, I'm getting injured and I'll just finish my last year here at school and get a job, you know, mm-hmm. but like, that's the, e- like, who wants the easy route? You know, I want to be exactly. sitting making 45 K at a desk. Like I'm good yeah. on that, you know? Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, people face all these adversities. Right. And I think it's an unbelievable point that you have that support system to kind of make you realize uh, how lucky we are and, you know, that things in life can be tougher and you know what, they can also be better and that's what we're working for. But I think maybe touch a little bit on how important it is for you to have had this support system throughout your life. I would say, and how important that 
being around positive people and people that are doing um, really great things with their life has helped you uh, when you're having these tough times and moving forward, uh, how it's been able to, I guess, help you cope with it and really increase your positivity, increase your belief in yourself and realize that it's not quite as bad as it seems. Well, like people as in who, like my teammates. Yeah. Your teammates, your parents, uh, your brother, you know, those are very positive people. I mean, tennis is such an individual sport, you know, growing up and it was always lonely. So to be on a team in college and, you know, have other guys that are going through things with you and, you know, you're all in the training room together getting treated and, you know, hopping in the ice baths because you're hurting and, you know, you finally hit, you know, 100-yard sprint number 20 and everybody's doing it together, you know. It's not like a, a solo thing. So it makes it a lot easier to motivate yourself to be better for them as well, you know, because it becomes – it goes from like this selfish sport where everything's about you to like – you need everyone that day to get a win. You know what I mean? So like that kind of building that bond with those, with those guys. And, you know, it's kind of like, it opens your eyes to see, okay, I'm not the only one that deals with X, Y, or Z, you know, like, exactly. You know, on a football team, they have 85 dudes. So, you know, and they grow up that way. So it's like, they see it and they're with the guys and everybody's supporting each other and they have a teammate to bring them up when they're down or, you know, they got a second string to come in if somebody's missing their catches, you know, and we don't get, we don't get that, you know, we don't get that. We can't take a, a seat on the bench, you yeah. know? So it's like, and that's the same thing in life. Like you can't take a seat on the bench, man. You know, there's nobody to come in and live it for you. Absolutely. You know, so it's like. It really uh, puts it into perspective how it does lucky, how, and how lucky you, we are to have a good support system and yeah. how much to everybody who doesn't quite know how to get out of these adversities or these tough times, that's a massive way to get around. I know. So when I, in my freshman year coming out of South Carolina, I was suffering from a lot of depression and anxiety and I was really struggling to get out of it. Um, I was, you know, I had a very negative uh, mindset. I was not enjoying life. I was not really having a great time on the tennis court, but I put an effort to, still be around people that I felt were positive. And I made an effort to be around people like you, my great friends, my family, yeah. and, uh, you know, just people that had a really great influence on me. And I think those people, when you're struggling and you're having tough times in your life are possibly the most, one of the most important things is to, because when you're surrounded by other people and it's positive talk, you start to realize, you know, a lot about the great things that you do, not only the negatives. And well, I yeah. think they help build you up. I mean, it's human nature to only focus on the negatives about yourself and not the mm-hmm. positives, you know, and like mm-hmm. not just having such a great family support system or, you know, a friend support system or even my team, but OU as a whole, like I've just been lucky to have all the resources and, you know, coaches that care about you on and off the court, not just how you're doing inside the white lines, you know, because shit can get blurred outside the white lines, dude, going through college and, you know, growing up. And I mean, there's, you just, you know, you're living life and there's stepping stones and issues, you know? So to have, to have people that care about you as a person and how you're doing as a person and not just as an athlete, like it's a big thing, man. You know, they have a lot of resources here and I've just been blessed to the moon to, to be able to 
utilize it and call it home for four years, five years, whatever it may be. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that just goes back to being around the right people and being and surrounding yourself and having them, having people that help you realize your self-worth and the things that you bring to the table. And so I think going into maybe about the people you choose to have in your life, you know? Yes, sir. I agree. I think that's, I completely agree. I think that's you are who you surround yourself with and you know, that's important. I, I think that's a great point. And yeah. I think moving forward, uh, you know, to this kind of closing statement, I would ask yeah. you to, to all the viewers out there or people that have faced are facing or may face in the future, a tough time or an adversity or struggle in their life. Mm-hmm. What would, what advice would you give to them to cope with it uh, in, in the future? don't lose your ultimate goal, you know, because if you have that goal that you're always trying to reach, then that injury and coming back from it and working to get better, it's all worth something. And you have something to get behind, you know, make sure you have a goal of what you want to do. Otherwise, like you're just working toward a blind, you know, a blind reality. And it's like, it makes it way tougher because you're like, okay, why am I really doing this? You know? why am I doing this? Cause I want to be top 75 ATP. I want to be top 10 next year in the country. You know, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I get up every day and still do it. That's yeah. why, you know, a, so purpose. Like, a purpose is what why you I go. That's why I go sit in the MRIs for two hours with your wrist in the most uncomfortable position possible. And, you know, do these tough like, you know, you're working toward a goal and don't lose yourself or the goal along the way because there's going to be problems. And like I said, there's going to be mountains to climb and, you know, they go down and they go up, you know? I agree. I think so. that's an amazing point. And man, thank you so much for coming on today and, you know, giving me your insight. And yeah, I'm super excited for everyone to be able to hear about your story and hear about the way for you sure. cope with some of these things. And uh, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like too, a lot of people don't really know me as me. So, I mean, I think it was a good way for, you know, us to get that out there. And I think what you're doing is awesome. You know, I mean, there's so much of this and especially in younger kids, like the kids in the 14s and 16s would really benefit from listening to something like this. Cause I know when I was 12 and tore my rotator cuff, I was thinking the world was over, you know? Exactly. So like, I think it should be awesome. You know, I think what you're doing is great. And I love how when you set your mind to something, you just do it, you know? So thank you. So I think much. if there's somebody to do it, it's you, man. So I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we, uh, I'll be talking to you soon, man. And, uh, I'm excited for everyone to hear this, uh, podcast. So awesome, Jake. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah, of course. All right. So,